Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. When Can I Quit My Job? Episode 6. So welcome to a very special episode of When Can I Quit My Job? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, very special episode. So we we mentioned this before. I'm going to drop the allegedly for this episode because we did go um, totally legal. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Uh, Because of the shaky circumstances under us us going with regards to my job that I want to quit anyway. Okay. I just don't know. I was I was using the word allegedly last time. We actually went in the last episode. In the last episode. Yes. Right. So we're dropping that term for this episode because we went. Um, it's okay, it's legal. That's what I was saying. It's legal because I went to the doctor, I was diagnosed uh, with an illness and I had a fever and it was contagious. Got my doctor's note all uh, lined up. There's a little side story here. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I can dip into a tiny bit, but um, I'm now technically under the investigation of the federal government. That's the the funny way to say it, but Mm -hmm. um, I got pulled aside into my manager's, uh, postmaster and manager's office today, and they said I'm officially under investigation (laughs) for missing work, (laughs) for going to this, well, they knew that I was trying to go. I think I said that already, but, um, and they pulled me aside and said, Hey, if you miss, you're going to need a doctor's note. And I was like, all right, well, screw you. I'll yeah. do that. And I went to the doctor and I got diagnosed and I, I now have a doctor's note that I'm going to give them so they can shove it wherever they need to shove it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't even know if you mentioned in the previous episode that you had totally lost your voice. I Earlier did, yeah. mm-hmm. in the month, right? I mean, it was legitimate. You had a bug. Yes, I did, and I also went to work on a day when I was sick and I couldn't speak because I knew I would be screwing everybody over if I didn't. That's the way the post office works. Basically, if you don't have coverage, someone calls in sick, everybody else splits up the work of that person for that day and basically hates you the next day you come in, even if you were sick. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Lovely work environment. It's great. That's why I want to stay there forever. Yeah. So So this podcast is officially over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also slightly afraid that this uh, podcast, the actual me quitting my job might be anticlimactic because I almost quit today. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah, but then, but, so, I also can't remember if we mentioned this. I am, well, I officially started my new job. Mm, mm-hmm. So even if it's not both of us yeah or depending on how things fall i mean you might pick up something else or i'm still going to be working so it's still relevant yeah and plus if i do quit my job way before i had planned to as far as like um, our monthly passive income through our business and how much money i want to have kind of in the wings waiting for me to support me through support us through the transition like it could be instructed to anybody listening at least like even if we crash and burn at least it'll be something for you to look at and say oh maybe you know no one really screwed up maybe i shouldn't do that <laughs> you know like so if nothing else you know maybe it'll provide value to the people listening to this yeah um plus it'll make me 
want to hurt people less, you know? So, um, it's always a good thing, generally. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to yeah. think so. But, well, unless you have more to say, so let's go no. back around to why is this an exciting podcast? Because we kind of so, got out of the... 10X Growth Con. Uh, 10X. By Grant... <laughs> by... Grant Cardone, no, by Grant Cardone, I don't even know, I, so the people there, there's like borderline Grant Cardone worshippers, they're like, he, these are like religious followers of his, they'll, they'll have all They drank the punch, yeah, they're all in. They, yeah, they've read all the books multiple times, they own every piece of, uh, you know, any kind of thing he has for sale, they own it. Uh, and so, I walked into this not knowing, actually, even you signing up and getting the tickets, I had no clue what I was getting into. Yeah. But you're, you're painting, I think, kind of a bad picture of it. I feel like... Oh, yeah? Well... I don't remember. No, I just mean like right now. Oh, right now I am? Right now. When oh, you're saying no, no. it's like cult-like, like... There are those. But... I mean, I mean, it's, he's got a crowd of 35 people there, and a lot of them are More there for him. More than 35 people. Uh, <laughs> Did I forget to say a thousand? Yes. Oh, you kind of, yeah. 35,000 people. <laughs> there was more than just us. And well, there's like three dozen of us at least. <laughs> Filling up no, Marlin no, no, no. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. We all had, we could spread out there. Yeah. Great. <laughs> With lots of elbow room. Yeah. For the 35 yeah. of us. So no, we were out of state. We And it was held at Marlins Park. a baseball. Yeah. So, yeah. For those of Fort you who are not Miami. sports people. <laughs> I hope I'm not alone. I didn't know what it was. So, yeah, it's it's a baseball stadium. It's in Miami. And so and then so he invites speakers who are really high-end, either marketers or salespeople. They've got products of their own. And pretty much every speaker that comes on there has a product of their own. Mm -hmm. that, the big E word. Yes. You're missing. E. Entrepreneur. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what the crowd is, too. The crowd is salesmen and entrepreneurial uh, people almost exclusively. I mean... But I think that's who was on stage, too. It was, yeah. Yeah, well, because, I mean, I don't think there was a person that went on stage that wasn't a multimillionaire. And yeah. you can't... It's very, very difficult to work for a job and become a multimillionaire that way. I mean, that's just not how it happens. Um, you, I mean... You can spend your whole life working your way up and, you know, up to making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And even those people, it's a real struggle for them to become multimillionaires. I mean, the only real way to do it is through um, being an entrepreneur for the most part. But Well, I'd like to step back a second and just give a little bit more of a broad view of what it, it is. It's a three-day mm -hmm. event. So conference. it's not like a conference that I've been to. Conferences I've been to... They're usually at like hotels or convention centers. A lot of the time there might be littler breakout sessions and not everybody is in every single session. But this is, you are in one place, which is the stadium. And there are seats that are down like what would be on the baseball diamond, but it's covered like with a flooring. And then there's a big stage where all the speakers come out and talk and you can YouTube it, I'm sure, and, and get a sense yeah, for it. Yeah, but just for you listening right now, that's kind of the premise is they're on a big stage. There's, like, lots of visuals, like, screens. So the stage has... Um, Jumbotron-style yeah, like screens, screens on the sides. Yeah, screens with images and PowerPoints and all of that. 
Um, and then, yeah, so there's the ground seating, which is very expensive. And then, like, kind of a next level up of seats and, like, general admission, which is up yeah. high, which is kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, that was and, almost a theme, too. Just real quick, uh, the multiple speakers said, you know, they referenced people in the upper decks or whatever, in the nosebleed mm-hmm. section, and saying, you know, that that's where everybody starts but everybody can make it down onto the floor basically they mean you know the the real go-getters the real successful people that's where they are is in on the floor for you know thousands of dollar seats um you know getting coaching from these guys and stuff like that and buying all their high-end products um and you know that's the stated goal of a lot of the people there is to help the people just starting out to make it to that point where they can be a part of that uh, successful mm-hmm. group of people but yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. And I, I'll say, too, that despite some, I would say, I don't know, sound issues with mm-hmm. um, just in that big of a venue, um, I think they handled it really well. I was really intimidated thinking it would be super stressful being in a place with 35,000 people, that getting in would be a hassle and, like, really long lines. I feel like they did a really great job that the venue mm-hmm. was like almost perfect for it yeah. um, other than being echoey. Yeah. Um but bad acoustics. Hand, but yeah, it. bad acoustics. But as far as like there were kind of multiple entry points so that volume of people could get in pretty mm-hmm. pretty well. Um It wasn't porta potties, it was stadium yeah. bathrooms which mm-hmm. was nice. It was stadium concessions, so I mean it wasn't like some table you had to wait 45 minutes to get food for it's just like any sporting event yeah so it was pretty sleek i think they handled it really well um i don't know if they're planning to always hold it there um but yeah but yeah so it's the three days starts at nine so you get there early but we didn't even have to get there that early i know some people were there hours early but we didn't have to like and it worked out fine and then um it usually went past five or so. It was a full day. It was and, like a work day's worth. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the that's really, logistics. really big overview yeah, of that's, it. That's just, yeah, the, the, let's talk about the fun stuff. I mean, let's, for us. Yes, let's I th- shout. I think we discussed going into it. Um, we talked to each other a little bit about what we wanted to get out of it. And prior to like right. when we were traveling and then that's a new thing that we're going to try to do on even just like leisure vacations and stuff is have something in mind that we want to get from it because i mean when when you have something even if it's the answer to a question or if it's just not to do anything or you know whatever it is to have a goal in mind even on little things like a vacation i think it'd be really helpful because Vacations are fun enough by themselves, but if you have if you gain something from it and you know it going in and you and you achieve it, like it just adds to your your momentum of goal achievement and things like that. So, what uh, recap what you said? Yeah, so I think for me, I well, so partially because I didn't know what to expect and I felt I think a little overwhelmed and intimidated. Um, I kind of remember telling you that I just wanted to soak in what people were saying. Like, I don't think either of us were really set on taking copious notes and, like, all of that. Kind of just, like, through osmosis, kind of absorb what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 
just so I didn't put too much pressure on myself, which is funny, that might come up around here later. I think I told you I wanted to walk away with one thing that I wanted to implement. So, mm -hmm. like if there was some bit of advice or a habit that someone does, if there was like a single item that really stood out to me that I felt like, yeah, okay, that successful person does this, I should try and do that. Whether it's like a, something they do every day or something every week, I didn't know what that one thing might look like, but right. for me it was just, okay, if I can walk away with one thing, mm -hmm. then I'll be happy. Right. I and mean, I knew it would be more than one thing, but... Yeah. So, like one but, one major thing. Right. Yeah. Well, because I just, with how overwhelming it felt like it was going to be already, I didn't want to be like, okay, 10 things I'm going to do when we get back. <laughs> right. So, yeah. 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 So remind me of what was yours. So I had two basic things I wanted to get. One was just kind of a fire under my ass, like a renewal of motivation and and I've talked to Liz about this and I'm getting motivation from my work by being treated in a way I don't I don't think I should be treated as an adult and so that's a huge motivator already so it's kind of like having a compounding effect for me but so I wanted to get additional inspiration and motivation from it and then the second thing I wanted was just nuggets of like little insights um to to help one in personal development and two in our business um and a lot of times those overlap but so um maybe so you mean like insightful bits of info that are like yeah like they're secrets almost like that kind of a thing something that i haven't discovered for myself yet um and hopefully instructional like um actionable so actionable insights that I didn't, that weren't obvious to me yet. So okay. motivation and actionable insights. I guess I would say motivation too. I went in with that. I feel like in a way ours were kind of similar. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And our goals that is. Yeah. And so we've been to, I guess this is our third conference in general that we've been to. The other two are both Land Geek with mm -hmm. Mark Podolsky. Together. Yes. Yeah. And they've all been very motivational for me, personally. I mean, do yes. you agree? I would agree. Yes. Even though they're, uh, one is smaller and more specific, more niche and more intimate. Yeah. And the other is a lot more broad, bigger, grander. Yeah. Yes. I was thinking about yeah, the similarities and differences, and there were a lot more similarities than I would have expected, but it's still totally different. I mean, I know that sounds weird, yeah. but... Uh, oh, it just makes me think of a line from a movie. Yeah. So. Well, go ahead. Oh, well, so it's from The House Bunny. Okay. And it's just like, they were exactly the same, but vastly different. <laughs> it's literally, that's like the line. And so, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. That's, that's true. Like, so I guess the format, the format was more similar than I would have thought it would have been. I get, uh, in a strange way. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate it really well, but it was more similar than I thought it would have been. And they employed a lot of the same tactics, and it mainly, maybe it was the host that was kind of 
um, mm -hmm. implementing it more than anyone else. But well, I feel like you're digressing. I'm digressing. I don't know yeah. if you're so wanting get, to compare the no, two. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't matter. But so I, th I think it definitely motivated me. Hey everyone, we gotta take a quick break to tell you about our sponsors. Hey, all you quitheads. Does this sound like you? I sure fucking love that Liz and Noah and their amazing free podcast, When Can I Quit My Job? But I have a big problem. At the end of every month, it seems like I have an extra five, ten, or even $25 left over, and I fucking hate it! Hi, I'm Jane, everybody. Like most people, I have access to the internets. And like most people, sometimes I buy shit on the Amazons. And like anyone in their right mind, I fucking love the When Can I Quit My Job podcast. If this sounds like you, I have terrific news. Tell me more! Hey everyone, if you want to support our show, the easiest way is to go to whencanIquitMyJobShow.com to the supporting listeners area. So there's a couple of different ways uh, to support us there. Patreon's the easiest. Um, we'd also love if you like, subscribed, rated, reviewed, all that good stuff to our show on iTunes. That's pretty much it. Now, back to the show. Fucking love it! Well, okay, so here's how it starts out. Yeah, day one. Day one, we're there early. Uh, we have to check in, and uh, the Jumbotron comes on, and it's a picture of Grant Cardone wearing all this equipment. You're not quite sure what's going on, and he's wearing a bright yellow suit. The camera on his head talking to the crowds like hey get your ass in the seats it's coming baby like that kind of thing and uh and then you see him run into a jet mm -hmm. yeah into a jet he's like get ready and I'm, you're like uh like okay. this like I feel like you already know what might be going on slightly at that point. Yeah, and so we're he's a, getting in a plane. Right, and we're in a baseball stadium that has a retractable roof, and the roof is open yeah. as well. Yeah, and I, but yeah, you're kind of like, no, he's yeah. he's not doing he's this. not doing that. What? And then, uh, and then the the screen goes back to like the little promotional music thing like they have going on and then like oh yeah they're it was just says music, 10x music yeah. loud like quotes and... and then uh and then like five ten minutes later the screen cuts on again you see grant cardone it's kind of the feeds cutting in and out and he's like all right you know like here we go and then he leans forward to jump out of the screen and the video cuts and yeah you just see him like halfway out of this airplane uh, like he's frozen. jumping out of a plane. He's jumping out of a plane. He's gonna make his entrance through the opening in the <laughs> baseball diamond in the roof. Like. Yep. And yeah. So. Five minutes later, everybody's everybody on the field is looking up with their cameras recording or uh, with their phones recording and, and everything, and then you you see him. Well, you see the feed, the camera that's on him. All of a sudden, the, oh, yeah, the stadium again. is yeah. is in view. So you know oh, he's yeah. descending upon it yep. because that's on the jumbotron. Is yeah. like there's city, 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 and then you know that it's like it's slowly getting into the yeah the baseball stadium because you see it. Yeah. So long story short, he parachutes in, and it's just like blew my mind. Kind of I'm like wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Pretty and much. Like, I mean, it's a big opening. Yeah. But I just feel but like, still. how would you do that? Like, is it that hard? Like, do you have 
train a lot to yeah. make that. No idea. No idea. But, yeah, so all of our minds are blown. And he doesn't, so the only thing is he doesn't, you don't see the landing exactly because he goes behind the screen. Right. So, and I think for safety reasons, that's probably why, like, because he couldn't go into the I mean, crowd. you could have seen the landing if you're on the other side. But well, we, yeah, not right, we right. We couldn't see it. But he wasn't landing into a place that had people seated, I don't think. You could, you, right. I'm sure you could have seen it, yeah, if you were standing yeah. on the, more of the sides. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so then he, like, takes a 30-minute break or whatever, recovers. Gets his ankle like, um, In one of the trailers, like, down on the field. And then it's And then he comes hard, out. So, and, yeah. yeah. And then just briefly on day two so day one was about sales day two was about marketing and day three was about uh execution and we weren't there for day three because we had to fly back and on day two the are you going <laughs> to talk about the entrance yeah oh you're just going to do the give we'll it all the way it. back to back yeah yeah because right. we're not yeah we're just we're doing highlights I thought we were going to spread it out but okay day, day two so the middle the back of the stage is a, a giant jumbotron also but it also lifts up and on day two it lifts up and you see the grill of a car in there and obviously a very expensive car and it slowly rolls out and it's a rolls royce wrapped in 10x the symbol the 10x symbol all over it mm -hmm. and then there's cameras around it and everything and their video so you can see it on the jumbotrons and stuff like that and then you realize that uh grant cardone's wife elena is driving the car mm -hmm. um but yeah, the music is playing. Yeah, it's like, they're playing, oh, cool. Like, they're playing nothing but a G thing by Snoop Dogg. And um, and then you you can see in the car, like, she's the only one in the front seat. There's, like, there's smoke in there. It's tinted windows. They were, like, you could not see in I, the car. Yeah, I could. But, well, yeah, the back no, windows, couldn't. not the back windows. Right, you right. Can, you couldn't yeah. see who was writing in it. Right. Like, who was, then, it, like, for all we knew, it was just Elena was going to be the only one to step out and start right. talking and introduce Grant yeah. or something. And then, so, yeah, they're, they're playing nothing but a G thing, and she's sitting there, and then the back door opens up, and Snoop Dogg pops out and starts singing nothing but a G thing. And then Grant Cardone gets out, and he's up there doing his white boy dance with Snoop, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Trying to be, like, rap dancing, which was pretty pretty great but uh, and but then and then he came out and he talked about attention which is like if, if you don't get money you don't or if you don't get attention you don't get money and like he did a whole thing about attention yeah and which was so that actually comes back to why he parachuted in on day one exactly it was like i need your attention yeah yep like did i get your attention did i get your attention yeah and it's like <laughs> Heck yeah! If I don't get your attention, I don't get your money. That's, you know, that's what he said. And he's like, it's like this is how you run a fucking conference. Right, on Super Bowl weekend. On Super Bowl, yeah. So that was the other mm -hmm. thing. He, which was great. Like, he totally delivered. He got mm -hmm. 35,000 people to come and see him. Yep. And he had my attention. He had mine too, yeah. And, yeah, he says, you see those empty seats next to you? He's like, I sold those. He's like... I, I had someone's attention enough to sell it. Maybe they got, maybe they found something else to give their attention to today. But you know what? I got their money, <laughs> mm -hmm. which was hilarious. 
But so Grant Cardone was excellent. And oh, on day two, that also he didn't realize this apparently, but he came out on the stage after his wife gave a speech, and uh, and he he brought her out and he brought his two daughters out with him. And said, you know, I just now realized this. I didn't realize this, but today is 50 years to the day uh, that my dad died. His dad died when he was 10. And so a lot of his followers call him Uncle Grant. Uh, he refers to himself as Uncle Grant because he wants to be that that male figure in some people's lives who don't have it to um, inspire them to get their act together and become a success. So that's... And that stems from him not having that figure when he was younger. And so it was a big emotional moment, which I wasn't expecting. And um, he said caught him by surprise and didn't even realize it was 50 years to the day, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and that was a pretty crazy moment. But. So now do you want to get to the nuggets yeah, that you found? Yeah. So there were a handful of speakers and with, we had varying reactions to them, but. I think we both agree that our favorite was uh, Jesse Itzler. Yeah. Who, I guess, well, you talked about him. What, what did you get out of it? Well, first of all, he had great stage presence. Oh, yeah, he, we talked about that. So, and he shined compared to, unfortunately, the person who came before him spoke really fast, and I don't know if I had to do what they had or hadn't closed the ceiling of the stadium but the acoustics were really bad yeah you couldn't understand a word he said or at least i couldn't yeah so um and oh, we were no. being sold to so you're gonna get that anyway at these conferences so we mm. were sold to quite a lot um but the thing that felt so great about jesse is that he was just telling stories kind mm -hmm. of success stories yeah um, and he was just a really great storyteller and he moved yeah. really well on the stage, and he had great, um, like, hand gestures that complimented it. And yeah. he also, like, was just in a white t-shirt and had, like, a hairband in his messy hair. Yeah. Like, this guy, also multimillionaire, right? right? Like And married to... Mar married to another entrepreneur who was there, Sarah Blakely, who was the inventor of Spanx. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys all know about that. But, um, yeah, so, like, also one half of a power couple. And, yeah, yeah. he's up there in, like, what looks like a Hanes white T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So there was just something really, I don't know, also authentic about him and not pretentious. So, yeah, first off, like, that just really was great he was a great speaker right yeah and he so he told this story about um well he basically told us how he hustled his way into success and it was at first he was uh he had a stage uh, he was a rapper named jesse james was his stage name and he told a whole story about that but and how he basically created that career for himself just by hard work and like going like doing all this crazy stuff yeah like, like i think he said he might have rode on a bus five hours one way yeah. every weekend to just get tapes mm -hmm. to people like demos like yeah it was a lot of him talking about hustling uh, yeah like it was just hard work and, and and he was young at that point too though right 
Yeah, he was in his 20s, uh, 23, I think he said, or something like that. And then, um, and then he, I mean, he just kept, kept hustling and, and telling his story about that. And um, he got involved in a, a flight, a, a personal jet business, one way or another. He basically just kind of finagled his way into that out of nowhere. And well, he he told this one story I remember. I don't remember all the details about the the flight business he had, but basically he just kept doing things he didn't know anything about, but just knowing when he recognizing an opportunity when he saw it, and knowing how important it was to do everything he could to make certain things work to to catapult him to where he was mm-hmm. success wise. And one of the things he said was like he was. He had this event with, uh, it was Matt Damon, Jennifer Lopez, and one other celebrity. Probably Ben Affleck. Oh, Ben Affleck, yeah. Hello, Matt Damon. <laughs> where, do, where Matt right. Damon goes. Yep, Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, and so he he was going to this event with them, and he wanted to sit next to him because he knew if he could sit next to him, he could basically uh, get their endorsement, I think is what he was trying to do. And so he went into the event, even though... Uh, before the event took place, even though he wasn't supposed to be there, he just said, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going in. I, I check all these things out for, for." Before they get here, before like. Yeah, I'm the scout. Uh, you know, I check and make sure everything's up to snuff for, for these guys before, and they let him in, and then he found their table, uh, based on the names put on the table, and his name wasn't there obviously because he wasn't allowed into the event, so he, uh, he wrote his name down on the table and well, not on and the table but he made he on put, a card on a card yeah. yeah um next to matt damon and, and you know and then he looked at us he's like if you don't have a seat at the table make a seat at the table and everybody went wild yeah. that was like the big thing you can follow him on instagram there's probably still stories like him sharing pictures that people like have been quoting that that's been a huge one yeah and he also talked about not believing luck that he finds it oh right right um, yeah so that was kind of another big one too like for me a takeaway so the seat one mm-hmm. like make your own seat at the table yeah um, but kind of with that was just working to make your own luck right and yeah and another thing I mean well yeah and he was really inspiring as well and he's got a whole um, he, I think he really built his brand off of um, this uh, this guy that lived with him. I don't remember the whole story, but he uh, he's a guy who was I think he was like almost like a vagrant at the time, and then he whipped himself into shape and became a Navy SEAL. Um, it's a really popular story. I think there's a book on it. He's talked on podcasts about it. I can't remember the guy's name right offhand, but there's that whole thing. But he was really inspiring, and what I just kind of got was we talk about ready fire aim a lot and that seems like his kind of strategy and we try to implement that too but you know he goes into a situation he knows what needs to happen he doesn't know how to do it he just goes in there and figures it out as it goes and that to me I think it's instructional I mean it's not step a step b step c but it's the the mentality to be like look this is an important thing that needs to happen for our success go do it and then, you know, whether you do it wrong at first or not, figure it out along the way. Like, yeah. And that that whole mentality is oh, crucial, I think. Well, and a funny anecdote, I thought, too, was mm-hmm. um, 
he decided to run 100 miles for charity, I believe oh, it was. Mm-hmm. And he had been introduced to Sarah Blakely, who was the inventor of Spanx. And I think really liked her, developed a crush on her, and wanted to, I think, date her. And, but I think was having trouble. So he called her assistant or something like that. Basically just to be like, look, I'm going to run this 100-mile race in women's spanks just <laughs> mm-hmm. to get her attention, mm-hmm. which I loved. Yeah. It was like, yeah. so he was a little bit, I don't know if outrageous is the best word, but like a little bit. I, I feel like um, he was maybe a little bit more quirky than yeah, some of the was. other speakers. He so was. that was really fun. Yeah. And just to be like, he's wow, a personality. that's awesome. You, you ran a hundred mile race in women's control top wear. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I guess it's something he didn't say, but a, a phrase that I'm reminded of that just makes me think about his whole speech is he doesn't ask himself, can I do it? He asks himself, how can I do it? So you just assume yes, and then do whatever you can do to do something. So like I said, he didn't say that, I don't think per se, but like that was the essence of all of his stories is he believes going into every situation he can get what he wants he might not know how but he'll figure it out as he goes yeah which i don't know if if there's more you want to talk about with him but if you want to to me then to like uh segue into talking about sarah Mm -hmm. she mentioned a lot about um like visualizing that too, the success and manifesting. She actually yeah. used the word mm-hmm. manifest a couple times and like she's believed a lot of the, the lingo from the secret. Yes. Um, so she believed she manifested Spanx, which is yeah. exactly how mm-hmm. she made her fortune. Yeah. Because um, she was a door to door fax machine salesman yeah, or something like that. Yeah. For years, she for said. For seven years. So that also blew my mind that. She did that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so hers was an interview, like, where where Jesse was just pontificating on all of us. And then he did an interview with Grant after yeah. his inspirational speech. Person, yeah, he was the only person, I think, that I remember that didn't pitch a product during his uh, monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he came back out. And did the one-on-one with Grant, where he did have a product to pitch. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a building full of salesmen, and yeah, the speakers are all happen. salesmen. Yeah, so you gotta expect it. And we actually we got some good stuff too. Um, yeah, some good digital products that <clears throat> should help us a lot. I think. So, but yeah, so Elena just interviewed Sarah, um, so it wasn't like. Sarah came out and did a big inspirational speech. It was just a one-on-one interview um, that they did live right there. Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't as thrilled with that kind of format, but yeah. I did like listening to her stories, which, again, were just kind of going back to hustling. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think and it's men- mentality you... and action were a theme. Yeah. Like, you have the right mentality about it, and you do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. To, to create your own success. That's the show for today. Thanks for tuning in. 
Remember to find us on whencaniquitmyjobshow.com and support us there, as well as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also in iTunes.